Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey, and welcome to My Millennial Money. I'm not Glenn James. And I'm not John Pigeon. But we are the Jesses, and you might hear Glenn talk about the Jesses on the show. We are the Jesses that work away in the background, making lots of stuff happen. We try to keep things organized in different ways. I help look after getting guests booked into the show and uploading episodes. And Jess, do you want to share what what you do on a day-to-day kind of basis? Yeah, I pretty much just do whatever Glenn tells me to. So, (laughs) no, but that could be um, design, comms, marketing, just whatever needs to be done. So, I love being here on the team. You're basically a wizard. I try. I do try. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we are talking about frugal hacks and... JP, you have just gone through the whole month of February trying to be a little more frugalistic. Do you want to share what your kind of mission was and, yeah, give us some context around why we're doing this episode today? Yeah. So, basically, I had this idea at the end of January, I want to do a frugal February and it was purely selfish intention and I wish that I had something like a goal that I could tie it back to but it was really just to spend the least amount of money possible. And so I, yeah, have kind of compared my February and to my January and looked through my expenses. And yeah, it's pretty interesting to see how I did and how I think that I did and even some of the habits on how I spend money um, in January when I thought that I was actually doing pretty good. Yeah. Well, you sent me a report of some of your expenses. So I'm going to kind of grill you a little bit on some (laughs) of your expenses. Um, But I do think we can learn a lot from what you did, how you went about it, what worked, what totally didn't work. So you ready to get into it? I'm ready. Let's jump in. So yesterday was International Women's Day, and instead of celebrating it on just one day, we thought we might extend it for a few days, which is why us Jesses have finally taken over the show. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Finally. Finally. Let's get some women up in here. (laughs) And shout out to all the ladies who are listening. We love you. We respect you. We salute you. So it's going to be good. We're going to have fun today. So JP, you sent me a report. I love a good spreadsheet. You you sent me a spreadsheet comparing (laughs) January to February (laughs) and I'm looking at it right now. So Now I feel so nervous. (laughs) Oh, don't feel nervous. Look, I think we have all made errors and all made, you know, good choices as well when it comes to money. But my first question for you is why 
personally did you want to try and be more frugal? I have wanted to, I guess, do a deep dive on some of my own personal expenses for a while now because it's really easy to just pay for things and not look back. And mm. so I guess what I wanted to do is just see, okay, well, how, like, what is the least amount of money that I could spend? So in February, essentially what I did is tried to spend the absolute bare minimum, which still works out to be, you know, a lot of money, what I think. It's about, it was two thousand, just over $2,000 in February, mm. which as like a bare minimum, that doesn't seem that, I don't know, that doesn't seem right. Um, but we'll be, we'll be able to go in and kind of break it down into the categories and I can explain what I spent money on and why. And I guess we can see whether you think that's justified or not. (laughs) Hey, look, we're not here to judge. We're just here to learn. So it's all good. It's all good. I think it's really important, um, that you know why you want to be frugal. I know a lot of people in our community really love being frugal. And if you if you just love the lifestyle and the mindset of being frugal, that's awesome. Go you. Um, but also sometimes you do have to spend money, you know. You don't want to be so frugal that you hate living life and you're really uncomfortable. Um, but sometimes there are phases when we need to be frugal. So I think it's really important for anyone listening, like why do you want to be frugal? Is there a goal in mind? Are you trying to save up money for something? Or like JP, are you just really interested in the statistics and the data of, <laughs> you know, what's the basic minimum I can get to to live? There might be some some question marks. Yeah, so I think, I think it's really important to ask that question and to know why you're doing it because it helps keep you motivated. Like if you've got the money yeah. to buy takeaway five nights of the week, then you will, and we do. So you know, if you've got a if you've got a mission, got a target, you'll be so much more motivated and directed, and mm. y- you won't give up as easily. I don't think. Definitely, and I think it's all about what works for you. So I've got a friend who she said that her financial goal at this point was to get to the point where she can buy a coffee out every morning of the weekday when she's working and not feel guilty about it. And so that's something that she has started budgeting towards is, you know, uh, Mm. like five or $10 a day in the coffee budget. And that's, you know, that's something that she will get that personal satisfaction from. But I think that we all need to ask ourselves, what do we get that personal satisfaction from with our money? So for me, I actually take great pleasure in, saving money and seeing, you know, how much money can I actually put away in my savings and it's not going out um, on food or, you know, different things that I don't even need. So I think it's about asking ourselves that question and using Glenn's acronym LOOT, so life on your own terms, the yours in brackets. (laughs) Um, It's a non-capital Y at the start of your (laughs) Um, but really asking yourself, yeah, what does that look like for you? What what is what does success in in mastering your money look like for you? And and ultimately, I guess mastering your life and your lifestyle. Mm, and like shooting for your values as well. Like if you want to have more money to spend with, you know, to go on date nights or 
Mm. uh, money to spend on family or your kids or you want to save up for a holiday because that's what you value, then sweet, like use frugalistic hacks as a way to help achieve that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Love it. Well, my first question, JP, on your report (laughs) card here, between January and February, there's a pretty significant difference in the amount of money you spent on food. So in January, I'm seeing you spent $552.40 on food. (laughs) And in February, that significantly reduced to $119.90. Can you talk us through what fits into that category and what were the differences in the way you managed food stuff? Yeah, definitely. So in January... That was the tail end of me being on holidays and taking some time off. So I was definitely a lot more switched off um, from the trend in my January report. I can really see that I was buying takeout like at least every two days or so, like buying a lot of food out. And um, from January to then go to February, I think there's about, yeah, 14 only 14 transactions that have come out of my account that have that was spent on food. So I feel like I made a, a pretty good significant reduction in my food spend. Mm. Um, but there was definitely some things that I, yeah, still treated myself with, like Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see some Mackey D's and some uh, KFC and some Starbucks yeah. and some Nando's. You're a foodie, JP. <laughs> I am a bit. I am a bit of a foodie, <laughs> but actually, that's pretty good for me. So, at one mm. point, I was eating Nando's at least at least once a week, at Dang. least. Yeah, um, that's and that was yeah, and but that was something that I did for myself to um, treat myself. It was when I was still mm. working in an office, so I would walk there and have my lunch break there, and. Um, some of my friends that worked around in the area would all meet to do that. So it was a, it was a bit of that social aspect as well. So I guess one of the biggest changes that I made from January to February is that I just started to become really open and just honest with friends and people that I usually spend time with my boyfriend. And I just said, look, for February, I'm trying to decrease all of my expenses and that includes food. So whenever I could make the option work, I would eat at home or I would eat, you know, say like the cheapest possible meal. So for example, one of my meals at McDonald's there, I think, so there's two, I ate McDonald's twice from what I can see. And one of my meals was just $2 and that's because Mm. I used the app. So that's a pretty cheap meal still for eating out. Obviously it doesn't really include the health aspect, but I was trying, I was trying to eat well while I was at home so that, you know, when I'm out and eating cheap, dirty, nasty takeout, there's a bit of balance there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And does this food budget, when you're looking at these, does that incorporate like groceries, like for cooking items as well? Yeah. So I actually, I have a bit of a hack with February that maybe not everyone can do, but essentially for, for Christmas, I was given a voucher and it's one of those online vouchers where you can choose uh, what retailer or what 
you know, what store you want to cash it in at. So the voucher, I had two of them that were $100 each Mm. and I uh, registered them with Woolworths and you can get the Woolworths money app and you essentially are carrying around a um, Woolworths money card. So I still have money left on that, but I tried to use anything that I had to buy from Woolworths on that app so that I wasn't actually spending any money. And instead of, I decided to the, to do that because I thought, okay, I can use this and I can buy something at David Jones or Meyer or something that I don't need, or I can actually use this to, you know, put towards some more of the necessities. Okay, interesting. Well, let's move on to another mm. category. Let's do some more comparison. So... <laughs> You have here, you've obviously got something that you probably can't change month to month, which is your mortgage repayment. Yep. And for a lot of people, that would be consistent. Rent, mortgage, that's a basic necessity. It's probably not a whole lot of ways that you can can kind of go cheap and frugal on that. But you did, looking through here, you have a category called health. What's included in your health category? So health includes um, my weekly gym membership. So that's $15 and 16 cents. And that's part of just what keeps me sane and keeps me in some level of shape. Um, Round is a shape. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you on Um, that. Don't worry. (laughs) And um, a larger proportion of that health category. So in February, I can see that it was still $308 and 40 cents. Um, versus January, it was 456 and 32 cents. Um, so medication also comes out of um, that health category. And then the, the larger proportion of what, what comes out of that category is, um, is counselling. So I, in the last um, six to eight months, I really started to invest more in my mental health and I knew that it would be, you know, I knew that it would come at a financial sacrifice, but I also knew that that's something that I really needed to do for myself to to look after my mental health. So if I didn't have, yeah, if I didn't have um, a bunch of those counselling transactions in there, then my health expenses would be, yeah, under under a hundred dollars easy. So it's um yeah, it's just something that I am prioritizing at the moment, but that obviously that will change as I don't need um that, you know, I guess continued level of support in that area. Yeah, and that's something that I'm sure a lot of our listeners, especially, you know, post COVID mental health mm. has come much more to the front and there are times when yeah it is it is definitely worth spending that money to get the support that you need and you know it might only be a season um but it also highlights i think how important it is to have money set aside in an emergency fund because you never know when you might suddenly need that support and it's handy to have a stash of cash somewhere where you can go oh my goodness i really need this help i'm really struggling you know, I need to go see my GP, I need to go see someone to talk through what's going on or any other health-related issues, you know. It could be anything from cracking a tooth to, you know, suddenly having a muscular problem. You never know when those things are going to happen. So it's worth having some cash set aside in case that sort of stuff does happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very cool, very cool. All right, I'm going to quiz you about one more area and it's (laughs) probably everyone's favourite area, leisure. 
Woo woo. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You actually made a pretty decent cut here. You went from 288.46 cents to yep. 166.57 cents. So you dropped, know. you know, about 120 bucks there. That's pretty good. What's What comes into the leisure category? So, so leisure includes, um, it includes Netflix and Spotify because mm. they're ongoing. Leisure, I would include any kind of like fun purchase, whether it's, um, you know, an activity like going to the movies. Actually, I'm just realizing there's something in there that's not leisure. It's actually transport. So it would actually be 156 Oh, shave off a few more savings. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, essentially anything that's fun. I would, you know, just personally for me, for the the purpose of of doing this, I would include like any additional purchases like clothes or, you Mm. know, anything like that in there. So essentially all of of the leisure expenses that I can see are Netflix, Spotify, Mm. I bought a pill box mm. from Daiso. Mm. <laughs> so whether that's leisure or not, I'm not sure. Maybe that I could <laughs> I could actually argue that that's health. I don't know. I think that's probably more health. <laughs> I used I put six dollars fifty towards going to the movies, mm. but that would have been I used a voucher, and then that was like an additional payment on top of that mm. to see like something in VMAX or something like that. Um, but then the largest transaction in that account for February was um, some flights that a friend and I booked um, that totaled to $98. Um, but with without that $98, obviously my leisure expenditure would be, would be about $50. Yeah, right. So sort of a one-off event that sort of blew that one out a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So I'm pretty impressed with myself in that yeah. in that space. I think you've done really yeah. well. And obviously, like looking at some of the other expenses, they're things that you probably can't really change. Um, yeah. we, there might be some hacks later that we could like apply and try even for like March for you, mm. like some things around phone and internet. Like some people have some really cool ideas in the Facebook group around how you can apply and get some discounts and um, see if your provider can do anything cheaper, um, that sort of thing. But everything else on your list looks pretty much kind of like – yeah, nah, you can't live without those things. I think that's another interesting thing to talk about too with frugal hacks is you have to figure out what is the difference between a basic necessity and a leisure or a convenience item. And mm. it's so easy to justify convenience and leisure stuff as, oh, no, 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 I really need that. But I think if you want to be really frugal, you have to challenge yourself to go, you know what, you know, maybe I don't have Spotify this month and next month to, you know, yeah. help pay off a debt or to help save. So I, I think people probably find that really hard and I know I do because, man, those leisure and convenience things are just so good. But <laughs> you have to challenge it, don't you? You have to go, you know what, everyone says that this is a necessity. Everybody has Netflix. Everybody has this other streaming thing. But you know what, at the end of the day, I don't need that to live and breathe I can, yeah. I can well, do something Well, you don't, but, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. It comes down to what you value and if you really want to save that money or achieve that goal, you know, you'll be willing to make some trade-offs. Mm. 
And I think it's interesting because there's actually a lot of opportunities in the streaming space to to stream things uh, for free. So I know that, um, for example, Nine Now and Ten Play, the apps you can get on your phone, they're for free. You don't have to sign up or you know have a paid account or anything, and you can just stream like a lot of shows that are on TV or whatever, kind of whenever you want in the same way that you would stream Netflix or Stan or Disney plus. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it just does come down to what, what can you sacrifice or replace with some other form of entertainment or what can you do to revisit what you're currently doing? So for example, my Netflix subscription I share with one of my friends. Mm. So, so we actually, we up we upgraded the account so that you can have the two screens going at the one time. Uh, mm. I think, so it's $14. So we pay, we actually pay $7 each, but the, the transaction comes, comes under my account and then she pays me. So really I could probably, I could probably half that. Yeah. Yeah, we do that in my family too. We split Stan between a few family members. You just get like the family deal and it ends up being cheaper for everyone and you still get access to Stan. So yeah, that's definitely an option. Yeah, and there's the Spotify family account as well that brings it down to, yeah, it's about $3.50 or something like that each. Yeah, bargain. Which is pretty cool. I know. JP, thanks for letting us dig into your bank statements. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, congratulations, Gold Star. Um, you've done very well. Look, there is room for improvement, um, but that's true of all of us. So it's good. It's cool to hear what worked for you, uh, what didn't. And yeah, maybe some, we can talk um, in a sec. We can talk about some of the hacks that people in the Facebook group had up their sleeves and um, yeah, share some of the gold from our community. Definitely. But if you have one thing for me to improve on, what would it be? What would you say? Oh, look, JP, I think I think my challenge to you, JP, is can you maintain your food streak? So, Ooh. you know, if I, if I compare, right, so you, in January you spent 550 bucks that yeah. month on food. That's not much cheaper than what me and my family of two adults and a toddler would spend in a month. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, you're doing, you're doing definitely improving, but I reckon see if you can maintain that streak. Yeah, definitely. See how you go. I'll have to report back to you next at the end of next month. Oh, this month. Please do. This month. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's going fast. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back very soon. Stick around. We're going to talk about some frugal hacks from the community. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. All right, welcome back. So now we're going to dig into the Facebook group ideas. And there's also a blog that JP, the other Jess, has put together around frugal hacks. So check that out. Uh, The link will be in the show notes. 
but we're going to roll through some of your amazing ideas. First one I'm going to read is from Ashley and Ashley suggested budget food shopping. I plan out our meals and do a lot of home cooking, chicken, spinach, lasagna, tofu, rice, frozen veggies, pesto pasta, homemade sausage rolls, that kind of thing saves us a lot of money, cheap, tasty meals. I think that's a really good point because mm-hmm. you can do some really tasty like bulk cook-ups And one thing that I totally think is worth investing in is like a second freezer. If you've got the space for it, buy like even a little second freezer and you can do massive bulk cookups, freeze stuff. And then especially the nights where you just don't feel like cooking, you can just grab something from the freezer, defrost it, cook it up and off you go. Yeah. And I love the idea of of bulk cooking and the time that that saves you in Mm. the long run. So I've, I've kind of always, I've never been a huge cooker, but I've, I've always, you know, say, and it's just me at my, in my household. So I would just cook like a whole packet of chicken and I'll use those chicken for different, like really easy meals. So it might be like a wrap or a salad or, but at least it's already prepared. Yeah. Multi-purpose foods. Mm. One of my favorite things that I learned Um, I never worked in hospitality, but my husband did. And he taught me about the five French mother sauces. So if you don't know what that is, Google it. And it's I don't know what that is. What is it? Oh, okay. Here we go. So it's the five basic sauces of French cuisine. And it's sort of like the basis for a heap of different types of meals. So you can use the five French mother sauces. It's like creamy ones and tomatoey ones. And if you know how to make them in their most basic form, you can apply those sauces to all different kinds of things like pastas and meats and all different types of meals. So you've got a bit of flexibility. So it's totally worth taking the time. You can probably even YouTube, you know, how to make the five French mother sauces. If you check that out then you can make sauces out of even really basic ingredients in your pantry. So if you've got some like tin tomatoes, tin beans, some dried pasta, herbs and spices, some stock, all that sort of basic stuff in your pantry, if you've always got that there, then you can always kind of craft a meal out of that. So that's that's a cool thing to check out if you haven't already checked that sort of thing out. Actually, on the food note, Millie had a really good idea. Millie said, have super easy meals like frozen pies and peas, etc. For the nights you normally just go stuff it and get takeaway. That saved them five hundred bucks this month. Mm, that that's is so awesome. good. That's yeah. so good. I love that. And there's like there's so many foods you can buy like that. So like quiches, pizzas, pies, lasagnas. You could just get wedges and chips, dumplings, spring rolls. Like <laughs> so many good freezer it items. Makes that me you can hungry. Buy. I know, it's so good. But you can also <laughs> add your spin to it too. Like the pizzas, we do this. We get like those $3 pizza bases, which are a bit cheap and nasty. But if you get a whole bunch of extra toppings, like you can add capsicum and mushroom, um, some basil, mozzarella, salami. You can add your favorite toppings to the cheap pizza base and you haven't mm. had to spend a heap of money to do that. Yeah, definitely. And there's another comment from the Facebook post from I'm probably going to butcher how this is pronounced, but her name is Moana Nui Okiva, I think. That is probably definitely wrong, but hey. (laughs) And she says, I make my own lunch every day for work and coffee cup in my bag as well. I eat everything in the pantry as much as possible before grocery day, transfer all my spare change into savings accounts at the end of the week. 
and I accidentally on purpose cancelled credit cards from trans- transfers through online accounts so I can't buy anything online. <laughs> so she's put in some nice. some boundaries there so she doesn't buy anything online. But um, I love the I love the food, um, the mention of eating everything out of the pantry as much as possible. So yeah. that was something that I really employed in my frugal February. Um, mm. And I'm a bit of a food hoarder or I have been a bit of a food hoarder. So I really got <laughs> through a lot of that backup food that I'd had in there. Some of them had been in there for years. I would be <laughs> lying if I said that I didn't find a huge number of things that were actually already out of their use by date so um oh no i know it was sad it was a sad moment so make the most of what's in your pantry guys yep don't let it go off okay so julia here said make it difficult to spend any money only keep what you intend to spend in a shopping trip in your debit account or even better get cash out for that amount that way you have Mm -hmm. to spend time to transfer money if you want to buy more I think we do that and it, it really it really does make you think twice because you're watching the dollars transfer over and you're going, oh, man, do I really need to be spending that? No, mm. it does make you think twice. I think that's another boundary thing of if you are just likely to go, oh, yeah, there's money in my account, yeah, just spend it. Maybe you need to put some kind of boundary in place to stop yourself from doing that. Yeah, and then Harry actually says, you can increase your income where possible. And mm, somebody had, had responded to him and said, I'm going to have a garage sale at Easter and I'm going to take my stuff to a market. So yes. I know Glenn's really big on looking at, you know, what do you have in your house that you haven't used in two years? Like mm. if you've got an old Xbox that you haven't used, honestly, sell it for 20 bucks. You're not using it anyway. That's 20 extra bucks in your pocket. That's it. And also think through... Like I know Glenn also says with things like side hustles, don't just do the side hustle because like have a really good reason for it and try not to be doing it like too long term because you can't work like all week and then work all weekend. That's that's insane. Yeah, You've got to figure out what works for you to increase your income. So I know um, some people look into things like doing online surveys that might work with their lifestyle where they might be commuting or they might just have some time where they're just sitting around with their phone and they can do surveys on their phone. And for other people, they might they might go, you know what, I really need to be where I work. So maybe it is you do an extra shift on a Saturday and don't do it forever because you will exhaust yourself, but um, you might do it for a couple of months, get some extra cash up and, and then off you go. Yeah. And I think so, so somebody else actually said, don't go to Bunnings. Shout out to Stacey. Don't <laughs> yeah, go to Bunnings. One. Oh, man, that place. Unsubscribe from all of the retail emails. So that's interesting. You might need to audit, you know, what do you expose yourself to that actually tempts you to spend money? Is it that you go to the shops? Can you avoid going to the shops and and just avoid spending that money if you don't need it? And can you can you just unsubscribe from all of those emails that you don't need that sale temptation from? Yeah, totally. And the same thing I think applies to like Instagram marketplace and Facebook marketplace because, oh man, it is so easy to spend money on Instagram. Dang, they're so good at it. 
and maybe you need to ban yourself from the marketplace because <laughs> it's so easy when you're scrolling <laughs> through. Oh, that looks so pretty. I'm going to get that. Dang. And the same with marketplace. Like I have friends who, who do that, like secondhand buying on marketplace, but they end up buying too much because it's that justification of, oh, but it's cheap. It's secondhand. So maybe you need to watch yourself in how much you're actually buying secondhand because you could end up send, you know, spending the same amount of money if you're just like hoarding secondhand items. Yeah, that's true. I used to go to op shops and see what kind of items they were selling and I would Google some items that I thought, okay, you know, maybe I might be able to flip this because I'd see how much I could sell it for. Mm. And I did that. I probably was successful half the time, but then the other half of the time I was just left over with like, you know, some mug, some mug for a local sports group that, is, you know, in, in brand new condition, but nobody wants to buy it. Yeah. So, (laughs) so then it means that I've got just more junk laying around that I don't need. Yeah, that's it. Oh man. It's so easy to do. Mm. Okay. Lee has a good point. Lee says, spend less than what you make. Ask yourself before you buy something, do I really need this? Can I do without it? If Mm. you do need it, Ask yourself, am I buying the best value product? I think that's a really good point. I think in one of our recent episodes, a guest said, um, if you buy cheap, you buy twice. So I think that's a really yeah. interesting interesting thing. Like, okay, and maybe if you buy something of better quality, you might be spending a little bit more money up front. But in the long term, it might last longer. So you're not having to continually spend money replacing that item. So in a weird kind of roundabout sort of way, you could see that as being frugal. You know, you're actually stopping the ongoing, you know, expenses. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. The last one here that I really like is from Laura and Laura says, turn off appliances at the PowerPoint, which is such a simple but effective thing to do. I think that's great. Love it. I think that also applies to like heating and cooling stuff too. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I'd never actually really done a lot of research into what turning off appliances at the PowerPoint, what kind of difference that could make. Um, mm. But obviously over, over a longer term, just getting into that habit of, okay, well, I'm not using that right now. Make sure you don't turn off the fridge accidentally or, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into the Frugal February blog tips. So I kind of went through my experience and I listed a whole bunch of different tips and hacks that I just thought of, top of my head, things that I might have heard before. And it's kind of formatted in a bit of a, uh, you know, in a bit of a a question for yourself. So make sure you jump into the link in the show notes and have a look and just see, um, yeah, see what kind of questions you can ask yourself to help audit some of your expenses. And how many, how many things did you come up with, JP? 35. Yikes. 35. <laughs> oh and gosh. some of them, some of them are not so much a, they, they might not, uh, you know, sound like that much of a hack, but it's something that um, on a maybe more minuscule level has made a difference for me, even if it's not, even if it's not directly related to saving money for example one of them and this is a this is a little gross so this is actually the last one on the list but I I usually go to the gym uh every day most days 
And so, so that I'm not just rewashing my gym clothes all the time, I just rewear my gym outfit until, yeah, until it feels gross enough that I'm like, okay, I'm going to change my outfit or I'm going to wash oh, this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do that too though and it, it works like yeah. like you're just going to sweat up your clothes and the amount of washing you would do if you washed everything every time you wore it like for real you'd be washing every day I know it's too crazy so that's something that's you know not directly a, a dollar save but it does it does save you the laundry and the time so that's um yeah, that's worth that it. I included as, as a bit of a hack love it I think I, I highlighted a couple of my faves, and this is sort of what you did. Track every expense coming out of your account. Look at it daily so you know exactly what's coming out. And for some people, that might be kind of a scary thought, and it probably was for you as well, Jess, at the beginning mm. of doing the January-February comparison. But, oh, man, the number of things that would come out of our accounts where you're not even really aware of it, like yeah. even the sheer number of direct debits that would come out of your account, like you have to be able to account for all of those things. So it is really important to open it up and go, you know what? Oh man, there's like 2000 debits this month. Where is it all going? And that <laughs> yeah. might explain why you don't have savings or that might explain why you don't have money for your holiday. Like it is, yeah. it's so worth, as scary as it is, it's so worth opening it up and going, okay, what's here? What am I looking at? Yeah, Definitely. Something that actually really helped me um, that I did before I uh, wrote this blog and, and did my frugal February, but something that really helped me was actually going through the Glenn James spending plan. Woo-hoo. So within that, you actually have to include all of your, um, you know, annual expenses. Like, and it's it's really all inclusive. It, it would be really hard to forget something going through that Glenn James spending plan because there is a category for everything that you can, um, that you can think of pretty much. So that I found really interesting in just figuring out, okay, how much money do I need to spend every year to, um, you know, pay all my bills and then also maintain my lifestyle and what, what kind of cuts in my expenditure would I need to make to, you know, decrease that, that annual amount. So, Going, doing something like going through the Glenn James spending plan is, is something additional that you can do on top of, you know, tracking through every expense coming out of your account. Sometimes there's things that you, you know, maybe are not prepared for. So, for example, in February, I had to um, renew my license, which was about $190 that came out of my that, that transport category. Now, my transport category would have been, you know, much, much lower um, if I didn't have to to spend that money. So it's just about being aware of what what bills you have coming up and so that you can really move towards your goals. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think a lot of people, you know, talking about bills get really stung when they're not prepared for their bills and then suddenly electricity is 400 bucks because it's the middle of summer or the middle of winter and if you at least know, like you've at least written it down, okay, you know, you've tallied up what your electricity bills were for the last 12 months. You've got a ballpark of, okay, it's going to cost about this much for the next 12 months. Mm. How can I prepare for that? Do I need to put money into another account to prepare for that? Um, You know, do I even have enough money for that from based on my income? (laughs) Do I need to increase my income for that? Like you've got to, you do have to put 
put everything down on on paper, so to speak, or at least into a spreadsheet and go, okay, what is it? What are these expenses actually expected to be? Mm. And then when the expenses don't come through at that level of expectation, you can actually question those expenses as well and and review. And because when you're tracking it on that manual uh, on that manual and, and minuscule level, you can really see, okay, my car insurance is meant to be 70 bucks a month. Why did it come through at 80 bucks a month this month? And maybe that's a really quick call that you can make. Um, just to follow that up, maybe you can, you know, change change that provider of your car insurance. So it's just about knowing and being on top of what expenses are coming out. Yeah, totally. All right. Another one that you wrote here that I really love is reduce your air conditioning use, which is <laughs> such a good one because, oh man, electricity and gas are so expensive. And I know like I'm a mum of a two-year-old and especially when you've got newborn babies and stuff, you don't want to keep your air conditioning running all the time but sometimes you kind of have to because like newborns can't regulate their body temperature so Mm. you do have to kind of help provide a bit of air conditioning in some form and it can end up being so expensive so you know if you can do things like rather than using heating see if you can get some really nice blankets for your couch for when you're watching tv and get a really good hoodie and some really good house socks, which sound a bit dorky but are actually really comfy <laughs> and warm. Uh, yep. Good rugs in your house as well. And then like the reverse in summer, if you can, you know, avoid using the air conditioning as much as possible, using fans is so much more energy efficient and costs you so much less. And keeping your house closed, like really basic principles of keeping heat out of your house, using curtains and um, keeping your blinds shut and yeah, whatever you can do to kind of keep your house as cool as possible, keep yourself as cool as possible without turning on the air conditioning, that can save you heaps of cash. Yeah, so good. Speaking of parental things, one of your other points is if you're a mum, is it an option to ask your parents or in-laws to look after the kids one day per week to replace daycare? Oh man, daycare is so expensive. It is so <laughs> expensive. Don't even get me started. Shout out to all the mums out there who oh, like no. me frustrated as about this, like just how much it costs, right? It's crazy. Um, but and you don't, you know, you want to pay for it because you want your kids to have quality care. But yeah. it's insane how much it costs. And if you're lucky enough to have family in town, absolutely cash in on even half a day. If you can get them looked after half a day. Uh, I get that looking after kids can be pretty intense, um, but even a couple of hours could be really handy for your budget. Um, another thing you can do is swap like babysitting and childcare with your friends. If you've got a couple of friends with little kids, see if you can kind of drop your kids to each other's houses. You know, Monday's here, Tuesday's there, Wednesday's there. See if yeah. you can cut that back. Um, it's Unfortunately, it's a cost that doesn't seem to be changing, um, but you know, yeah. cash in on all of the concessions you can get from the government as well. That's absolutely worth it. As painful as it is filling in the forms and having to deal with Centrelink, it's worth <laughs> pushing through that to get some form of discount because it's it's a lot of cash. Yeah. And I just remember my whole world open up when, when a couple of years ago, a friend um, who'd had a baby was talking about some of the expenses of childcare and she was saying that some weeks it was more expensive than the income that she was bringing in for um, from her job. And so yeah, what she actually did was she, she just changed her lifestyle. So um, she left that job and, and decided that she was going to 
to look after um, her child at that point because she, you know, would have preferred having having that time and also you're not just getting the money in and spending it, um, you know, like it's not just coming in and then going straight back straight out. Straight out, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm, I think another way someone told me when you're getting your kid into childcare, uh, also think of it as the money comes from both yours and your partner's income, not just yours. So mm. that's a really helpful kind of mindset thing to go, you know what, like we both pay for this kid and the costs associated with them don't just come from my income. It comes from our combined income. So yeah. that that's another kind of helpful mindset thing around those costs. And I guess it really depends on what what is your personal circumstances. For example, you actually might not be in the position where you um, where you have a partner um, that has another income coming in, or maybe you do have a partner that that's not not working or not working normal hours. So it's really about you know what can you do to to master your finances in the way that works for you and your life and your family setup. Oh, 100%. I think that's true of everything that we've talked about today, isn't it? Like you've got to know what what money you have coming in, what money you've got going out, what's the, the best way to be efficient and effective with what you have. Um, yeah. I think, you know, we often hear on the show, um, you know, the fallacy of like, oh, you know, you've got, to, you've got to have a massive income to be rich. And it's like, well, no, it's actually more about how do you look after the money that, that does come into your door, no matter how much or how little it is, mm. how do you, you know, manage that money? So, yeah, yeah I, I think that's a really great principle to keep in mind um, when it comes to just personal finances generally. Um, you know, we all wish we could win the lotto and not have to be frugal ever, but sometimes <laughs> sometimes that income doesn't allow it, like especially if you're a student or you're working part-time or you might be out of work, you know, it's important to go, okay, am I making the most of what I've got? And I think just nailing it down to just spending less than what you earn and when you simplify it in that way, it actually, you know, decisions become a lot easier because you can go, okay, is this going to, is this decision to spend money on X going to mean that I'm going to be spending more than what I earn in this month? Um, and and Glenn talks about a lot of kind of principles um, that are that are super important actually in looking at reviewing some of the costs that you um, that you that you have. So one of them is housing, and the other one is cars. And these are things that he has seen um, without within his career as the things that people spend the most amount of their money on. And you know, using a percentage base. To kind of look and see, okay, are your housing expenses? Uh, is your housing expenditure um, more than? Uh, is it thirty percent? Yeah, I think it's thirty percent. Yeah. Yep. So, so definitely, we'll we'll pop a link in the show note to where you can find out some more information about some of those really big, um, you know, those larger costs that everyone has to pay for, um, mm. but you have to make the decision about what's best for you and your income in your current season. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, JP, thank you so much for letting us drill down into your finances. Uh, we appreciate using you as a case study. <laughs> that is my pleasure. As nerve-wracking <laughs> as it was. 
<laughs> oh no, it's great. I think you know, being transparent and open about money is what this whole podcast is about. So I'm sure we've all walked away with some nuggets of gold and some lessons we can all apply. And thanks to everybody in our Facebook group who shared their ideas as well. And again, don't forget to check out the blog in the show notes that has Jess's long list of frugal hacks. Check it out and apply whatever is relevant to your situation. Woo. All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.